0: what is going on woke up as champions welcome to the show everybody a very special show today as it's all about the lady lions doing something that no team in program history has done they're going to the ncaa tournament You already knew that if you're listening, though, so on today's show, we're of course going to recap both the semifinal and the championship game, and uh, so much of this show throughout the year, and really, I mean, all the time, there's just not enough time to give everyone credit. Uh, but today, you know, what better time? And so after we recap the semifinal and the finals, going to go through every player that played, every single player that played to share, share my thoughts, my appreciation for them, and what they contributed over these two games to get us to the NCAA tournament. So we'll begin with the semifinals. Southeastern taking on Texas A&M Commerce, a team that could not go to the NCAA tournament. And I've always wondered, like, what the the motivation is there. You know, obviously to win. It's always good to win. But, like, not to get too ahead of ourselves, but we have that big – and every conference has it, that big uh ticket presentation where you you punched your ticket to the NCAA tournament, you get the trophy, you get the confetti. Do they give the loser of that game the ticket? They're all sad, and then they just give them the ticket? Maybe they do it after the semifinals. I don't know. But if like Commerce were to have made it, were to have beaten us, Lamar would have been going. Because commerce can't go because you're not allowed to be good as a transitioning Division two to Division one team. That's not allowed. The NCAA cracking down on that, making sure that that doesn't happen. So good on the NCAA, huh? It's uh, what is the purpose of that rule? I even like back in the day, like if you've got like a, I don't know, like in the 1990s, uh, you know. You look at a school like uh, Youngstown State in football or even McNeese in football. McNeese was a dominant FCS program. If they wanted to move to the FBS, they can't go to a bowl game. Georgia Southern is a great example. Really good FCS team that moves up. They can't go to a bowl game. I think they went 10-2 their first year. What's the point? I'm getting away from the point of this show. Sorry. Texas A&M Commerce game, 6-58, we win. Again, like I said, I'm going to dive into individual performances here after. So I'm not going to be talking so much about individual performances as much as just game trends here. This game, we had very little business winning it. And that's what made it so special because we were down five with less than a minute left. Right, Jen Pierre drives, gets fouled, makes the layup. If she doesn't get fouled there, I don't know if we win because that was a big difference between a three point game and a two point game. We shot five of 18 from three. Deja Harvey had three of them, Sierra Cunningham had one, Alexis Horn had the other. So we were not shooting the ball well from three, and we would have still been down three. The other big stat in this game was the amount of foul shots. Commerce shot 24 of them, and it just felt like if this game, if they threw it inside, and we were down two, and we needed a stop, if they were going to go up, they were going to get fouled. And fortunately, we didn't allow that shot to go up. Layla Lawrence for them was amazing. 8 points, 10 rebounds, she was huge. And then uh, Desiree Kernel had 17 points and 9 rebounds. They out-rebounded us 38-36, to and it felt like a lot more. The key in this game was the turnovers, though. We forced 22 turnovers. We only turned it over 13 times. That was huge. Natalie Kelly was huge. So many people stepped up, especially defensively, down the stretch of this game. Six to the 58. We scored a combined 17 points between the second and third quarter. Eight points in the second, nine in the third. Just not good. And man, in the fourth quarter, I moved seats. I moved seats. I was sitting behind the bench for the first three. I said, this isn't working. I got to change it up. And uh, so credit to me. You know, no big deal or anything but I took matters into my own hands. Best defensive team in the league. You know, we're down seven going into the fourth. We are the best defensive team in the league. If we play our game, we'll be fine. And we did in the fourth. And I'm so happy for our team. I'm so proud of our team because when it mattered most, we stepped up. We didn't panic. We played our game. That said, Reality was starting to set in. And I was very sad. Down five, less than a minute left. Jen gets the bucket to fall. And then Haley Giartano. I talked about it. Um, if you're if you follow along on the website, just with how clutch she's been. But she only had six points all game. And we put the ball in her hands down to needing a bucket, and we got it. And uh fortunately. Got some soft rims uh, there at the Legacy Center, which is beautiful, by the way, if you haven't been. Um, we got we got the shooter's role on that one to send it to overtime. And in overtime, we didn't allow a single field goal. All four of Commerce's points came on foul shots. And again, it, it spoke to just how good we are defensively when we play our game. So, um, and then Haley was huge again. She hit the shot that tied it at 58 with less than a minute left. And then, you know what? We get the stop with three seconds left. If there's ever been an argument to have the men's game change this rule, we were able to get the stop, call a timeout, advance the ball into the front court. Women's basketball does it, men's basketball doesn't. If we're playing the men's by men's rules, that game goes to a second overtime because we're not getting a good look with 3.6. Or 3.9, whatever it was. Um, but since we're able to advance it into the front court, we get a good look. You know, Haley is so good at getting into the lane. Which I think is the most underrated part of her game. Because she is a guard. You know, she's only 5'10". But she's she's just so strong. And um, she gets into the lane and... You put it off the glass and she sends us to the championship and um, just a gutsy, gutsy win. Commerce is really good. I have nothing but respect for them and what they are going to be because they are going to be scary. But um, yeah, no, I, I leave that game with a ton of respect for commerce. And I think everybody else does too, because they were just tough. But at the end of the day, that's a championship win right there. And um and we got it done. So from there, you know, we punch our ticket to the finals and I almost felt like we were playing with house money a little bit because that was the one that I really wanted for us to get that first win and, you know, to set up 40 minutes of basketball to go to the go to the championship game. Let's go to the championship now. Lamar Southeastern, I think the two best teams in the conference. I think Commerce was a team that, or not Commerce, Corpus Christi was a team that handled their business against bad teams and could not win against good teams. Um, And I think that that was evident in their, uh, their semifinal game against Lamar. You look at their four conference losses. Their four conference losses came to Southeastern twice, Houston, Christian, and Lamar. Three of those four teams were really, really good. They handled their business against not good teams, against bad teams, and uh, were not very good against good teams. And so I think Lamar was the second best team in this conference behind us. And again, they showed it. Um they jump out to that 19-12 lead. We can't stop anything inside. It looked like it was going to be a really long day from 3, and it turned out to not be. They hit threes really early. I think they went over in the second half from three. Uh Yeah, they did. Nope, they went uh they went 1 for 12 1 for 12 in the second half from 3 3 for 20 from for the game uh, they shot well over 50% in the first half i think around 56% in the first half um they had 42 paint points of their 57 they 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 were really really good inside and we did not have much of an answer um armani taylor only going 1 of 11 that's uh, number 30 for, for Lamar. That was massive. Um. Anyway, they get the early lead. We Every time we get a score, they answer right back. It felt like we were down seven the entire game. And then something wonderful happened. 26 to 11 in the third quarter. 26 points in 10 minutes. It just doesn't happen. And Jen Pierre had 11 rebounds. Jen Pierre, that Jen Pierre, had 11 rebounds. Smallest player on the floor had a team-high 11 rebounds. We only turned it over six times to their nine. Really clean game. They only shot four foul shots. We shot 22. Huge, huge differences in the game. And like I said, I know you're waiting for me to talk about Taylor Bell. I'll talk about Taylor Bell after I get done talking about this game. But without Taylor Bell, it doesn't happen. And for this team to fight the way they did with Alexis Horn going down and players that hadn't played players that were moving into new roles, players playing a lot more minutes than they had been gutsy gutsy win and that is what we are that's what we've been all year and we did it again again it was it was that first half the difference was the commerce game it was I felt like we were beating ourselves. felt like we just weren't capitalizing on the opportunities given to us. The Lamar game, we were just getting beaten. We were getting beat on the inside, and there was not a lot we could do about it. But that second half, we flipped that switch, and we went to work, and we outscored them uh, by 18 points in the second half in one of uh, the most dominant second halves. And man, it doesn't feel like we won by nine. As nervous as that second half was at times, it does it doesn't feel like we we won by nine, but we did. We shoot forty two percent from the field. We only took five threes all game. I think Lex not being out there, we weren't we weren't able to to space the floor as much, so we only took five threes. We made three of them, and I think Taylor Bell may have made all three. Yeah, she did wow unbelievable and then uh 17 of 22 from the foul line they were four for four from the foul line uh shot 43 percent it came down to their three-point shooting and their inability to get to the foul line but uh just just sensational sensational performance in the second half and uh before we get into the next part of the show i want to put in perspective just how hard it is to get here you know it it's one thing to be winning again or winning at all i talk about that a lot because we went so long without winning winning's great and we've been winning for the last 3 years and the regular season title is uh is another thing but to win the tournament is there has not been a southeastern men or women's team since 2005 that's done this. So I hope that I don't take it for granted. I hope that people who support this program don't take it for granted just how hard it is and how rare it is to get here. We may not see this for another 15 years, and hopefully, that's not the case. I know we've got the roster to do it, but that is the beauty of mid-major basketball is that you doesn't matter how good you are during the year. If you show up flat in the tournament, you're not going dancing. And we are for the first time in 15 years on either side, or 18 years. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm thinking it's 2022. 18 years, 2005. That's the only time the men have gone, 2005. This is the only time the women have gone, 2023. That is a lifetime. A lifetime difference. And uh, so just, you know, soak it in because I am, and I hope that people who, if you're listening to the show, you obviously have a allegiance to this university. Um, But I think that's why it was so special. And it was why it was so special to be in that building. And for everyone else that came out, the whole volleyball team was there. That was awesome. Got to meet some uh, big supporters of, the page and um this is uh this is this is big and i'm just so happy for that coaching staff and cuz they've they've been tremendous supporters of of this and just um always been so welcoming and that's who that's what it's about i'm happy for them i'm just so happy for them i'm so happy for the players and we'll see what happens now Coach Gazzardo, if you heard it in the press conference afterwards, um, we're going to be a tough draw for somebody because of how good defensively we play. And if we can get going offensively, we're going to be really hard to beat. And once we get that first one, we we might be rolling. So uh, really quick before we get into the rest of the show, let's take a look at some bracketology and uh, see where we are – where we're headed right now. Um, let's see. All right, 68 team bracket. As of right now, according to ESPN, we will be in the play-in game with Chattanooga. We will be in a play-in game. I don't think that that's a sure thing. Our RPI, the Southland RPI is not very good, but our RPI is individual. We have by far the highest RPI in the Southland, and it's not even close. Um, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see. and. um Look, the important thing is getting there, and now we'll wait Sunday, selection Sunday. We'll we'll see what happens. So, um, again, just so 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 happy, and um, we're not done. We're not done, so we will um, we'll move forward with that. But uh, we're going to wrap up the show today. You know, I like I said, I want to give everybody who contributed a shout out in a way, uh, cause they deserve it. They're the ones that got it done. And so, uh, let's, uh, let's run through that. But before we do, gotta let you know our final segment of the day brought to you by our tremendous friends over at wise guys, daiquiris, the best daiquiri in Hammond, Louisiana. And look, If you listen to the show, you're going to want to support people who support Southeastern. And Wise Guys is doing just that. All right? The best daiquiri in Hammond. The best daiquiri in A-Meat. It doesn't matter. They've got that new line of flavored lemonade daiquiris that includes electric lemonade, Baja Blast, and for all you alliteration fans out there. Poolside Papaya. They are the best. Our friends at Wise Guys, you can get yourself a nice daiquiri flight. Choose your four favorite flavors. Only $11, everybody. They've got karaoke. They've got the dessert daiquiris. They've got the two locations. One, on West University Avenue, just down the street from the UC at 14474 West University in Hammond or 1007 West Oak Street in A. Meet. Check out their Daiquiri specials at their website, wiseguysdaiquiris.com. Great supporters of the program. Wise guys, thank you. Thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for supporting the Lions. Wise guys, daiquiris, they'll make you a daiquiri you can't refuse. And they're sponsoring our final segment today. As I want to give a shout out, I want to go through the roster. I want to give a shout out to everybody that uh, contributed to these two wins in the conference tournament. I'm just going in order numerically. So we start with Jen Pierre. Who wins the? Um, I don't want to say most improved because she's always been good, but to see her become a true offensive weapon has been sensational. I don't think that we win the tournament without her. I actually, I know it. I know we don't. Five steals against Commerce, and every one of them was huge. She locked up Commerce in the fourth quarter. Without Jen Pierre, we don't win the semifinal game. 19 points, five steals in the semifinals. She has the huge and one there with under a minute to go. She has a huge deal in overtime. She had a huge deal late in the fourth quarter that made a 48-45 game, a 48-47 game, gave us a ton of momentum, fought through a rolled ankle. I mean, just... Tough, and she's only a freshman. She's only going to get better. That deep two, she can hit it consistently now. And I know over the summer, that three pointer is going to come into her game. And in the championship game, she leads us in rebounding with eleven. I'm pretty sure, if I if I remember correctly, she had the rebound that kind of sealed the deal when we had a two possession lead. They they put up a three that was off the mark. I think she came down with that final rebound. Without Jen Pierre, we don't win this tournament. And especially when Alexis Horn goes down. To have her there to run the offense. She's been running the offense. But a fantastic defender. She's turning into a fantastic scorer. She can get to the rim when she wants. And she's only going to get better. And for a freshman to be doing that she's got potential to be an all-time great here. And I you know there, there there's there's a few players that I um I feel that way about about this team because there haven't been many good teams and so players that step up, they've got chances to be all-time greats. But she was the number 2 high school player in the state last year. We we don't get recruits like that historically. And then for her to be performing this way and her growing this way Jen Pierre, I don't think we get it done without Jen Pierre. Moving on. Sierra Cunningham, number two in her final year. We don't have many uh, players in their final year, but she's one of them. Um, another one that was huge on the glass in these two games. She played uh 36 out of uh, let's see if I do the math 40 45 minutes she only sat for nine minutes and uh, wasn't a huge factor offensively but she hit uh, four huge foul shots against Commerce and and there's the numbers off on the on the rebounding end uh, against Commerce she had nine huge boards against uh, against Commerce in, in that semifinal game. Played some big minutes. Had to step up. Um, especially when Jen Pierre went into foul trouble early. Sierra uh, has, is again, another one that's just really grown from last year to this year. She's only been in Hammond for two years. Um, but at points this year... We've needed her to step up offensively, and she has. And that's been great to see. She was, like I said, just huge on the glass. Or actually, she's been here for three years. Because of the COVID year. So, big minutes from Sierra. And I'm telling you, look out for her in the tournament. Because she's one of these players that when she gets hot... She's tough to stop. Taylor Bell is from Shreveport, Louisiana. 3-1-8 played the game of her life. She was an all-state player at Huntington and was a big get for the program. But, you know, you look at the minutes. She's been battling injuries. The last time she played over 20 minutes was on January 12th. Since then, you know, 16 minutes was the most that she'd played. She plays 22 minutes and shoots the cover off the ball. Seven of nine. She makes all three of our threes in the championship game. A game high. 22 points. A career high. 22 points. 5 of 6 from the foul line, 77% from the field, and she's the one that really got us going. We're down 7 at the break, and oh my gosh, it was unbelievable. One of the greatest individual sequences that I've seen in that third quarter. I mean, it didn't matter how she was getting guarded because there were some tough shots there after the first couple. Oh, my gosh. 22 points. Just unreal. And she's doing it basically on one knee. She's only, I mean, she's got a torn meniscus. Again, one of the greatest performances, maybe in program history. We're going to look back on it. Championship game. And to have a player step up like that with 22 points, we don't win the game without her. I said it about Jen Pierre, but we truly could not do anything offensively. Our scores, we're having a lot of trouble. We couldn't throw the ball inside. We weren't getting foul calls in the first half. We got them in the second half for sure. Um, but if we don't have that perimeter shooting, again, Lex not being out there, we didn't have a ton of perimeter threats And then Taylor comes out off the bench, and I don't think anybody saw that coming. To get 22 from Taylor, that was a determined performance. And she earned uh, all tournament honors for it, and she deserved it. So without Taylor Bell, I don't think we're cutting down the nets. I know we're not cutting down the nets. Moving on, Chrissy Brown. Wearing the face mask after uh, after suffering that injury uh, in the season finale against Houston Christian, which, by the way, on the trophy it says Houston Baptist, she plays 35 minutes in the championship, 30 minutes in the semifinal, shoots the ball well. Seven of 13 combined in the championship, uh, in the tournament. All year, she's been a rebounding machine. She has eight rebounds against Commerce, seven rebounds against Lamar, and when you talk about players stepping up in Alexis Horn's absence, Chrissy Brown is the the one that jumps out because she took her spot in the starting lineup. Had been coming off the bench. It's her first start since December 31st against Nichols, only her second start of the year, and she plays... 35 minutes. 35 minutes is a... It ties her season high. So, um, you know, players stepping up in roles that they're not familiar with. And Chrissy Brown did. And when you talk about the championship run without her rebounding... We don't get there. Everybody's got a role to play. Um, and her and Natalie Kelly, the two leading rebounders on this team, without Chrissy Brown rebound, Chrissy Brown rebounding the basketball, we don't get as far as we did. So a shout-out to Chrissy Brown there. Moving forward, Deja Harvey. Deja Harvey, scoreless in the championship game, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We are here to talk about that sequence in the, I think it started in the second quarter against Commerce. She only played 16 minutes, but she scored nine points, three of four from beyond the arc. And again, it was a situation where we weren't getting much going offensively. And then Deja Harvey, who hasn't scored uh, more than five points since uh, dis- uh, February 11th and didn't score in the season finale against Houston Christian, scores nine off the bench. Played 16 minutes, scored nine points. And Lamar did a great job taking her away in um, in the championship, but we needed those points. We needed those points, and they got us going. Because before that, I think we were down seven when that run started from her. They just wouldn't guard her. I don't know why, but they wouldn't. And you knew that when she started, you know, when she got into a groove, they weren't stopping her. And so nine huge points for Deja. And uh, if we don't get those points from her in the semifinals, who knows? Because we weren't getting really much going from deep in that semifinal game. Let me see. Um, Really quick how we shot from three besides Deja in the, in the semifinal. So we were five of 18. She made three of those five Sierra Cunningham had one. Alexis Horn had another. I'll talk about that in a second. So without Deja Harvey, we, who knows nine points we don't have and we only win by two. Everybody plays a role, and that's why I want to give everybody a shout-out. Moving forward. Dejanay Flowers. Dejanay Flowers played for Lamar two seasons ago. She then transferred to Southeastern. If Alexis Horn doesn't go down, I don't know if Dijanae Flowers sees the floor. She didn't play in the semifinal game. She only played in 15 games leading into this championship game. And she hadn't played 10 or more minutes since February 11th. She hadn't played more than three minutes since February 16th. Ten minutes from her. When you look at the stat line, you don't think it's anything special. But we were we were bad offensively. She gets a steal. She gets fouled. She hits two foul shots. All right. Cut into the deficit a little bit. She has a beautiful finger roll layup. That felt like our first field goal in a very long time as her only field goal of the game. When she made that field, uh, that layup, that was in the second quarter, I believe. Or was it in the... Uh, I'm trying to see. Um. Yes, it was in the second quarter. So when she... When she made that layup. So the foul shots put us down three. We're down 22 to 19. And then she made that layup to cut a nine-point deficit to a seven-point deficit. And again, we couldn't get anything going. It was the first field goal. Or a second field goal that we had hit in the quarter. She has another assist to Chrissy Brown. Doesn't record a stat the rest of the day. But... We needed it. We needed those minutes. We needed those 10 minutes. We needed those points. And um, I felt like that was a big turning point just to have another player that we could rely on off the bench. And for her to come in as someone who we have not seen in meaningful minutes in in a while. And against her former team, there's no secrets there for her to perform the way she did in limited action she was the big reason I wanted to give everybody a shout out because it's going to go a little overlooked. I think her contributions in this championship game, but it felt like the tide really turned with her points. Alexis Horn. I don't know. I don't have an update. I hope that she's back for the tournament, but I hated to see that she wasn't in the championship game, especially with what she's been through. Um, You know, gets hurt as a freshman doesn't, get to play in the tournament. Nobody did because we got pulled off the floor, but she wouldn't have gotten to play in the tournament. She was really the player that led us there to the Southland tournament. She only shot two of 11 in the semifinals, but the three pointer that she made in the fourth quarter, let me see when that, uh when that was, because that felt like a big turning point. Let's see, when did she hit this three? Okay, we were down six points with 740 left. And she hit a three-pointer, her only three-pointer of the game, to get us back within three. One possession game. Then, immediately, we get a steal from Jen Pierre. And she makes it. And now it's a one-point game. That was what I think got us believing. Or at least the crowd believing. I'm sure the team believed the whole time, but... That felt like the the big moment because we shot so poorly from three in that game. And to have a veteran player knock down that shot was huge. Again, I I, I I hope that she is okay. Um and I hope that she is able to uh play in the tournament. I don't know if she will. Um, but I I hate it for her because I think she was one of the players that came along that maybe we didn't... In terms of recruiting, Coach Gazzardo says it all the time. You know, that was year four, or year three? I think it was year three. Yeah, when Alexis came in to Coach Gazzardo during Coach Gazzardo's run. She was the real first player that I felt like was turning the tide of the type of player we're able to recruit because she could get to the rim whenever she wanted she could score whenever she wanted and she's obviously stuck around that three-pointer she hit with 740 left that was big so shout out to Alexis Horn and um, hopefully uh, she's able to play in the tournament two more to go Natalie Kelly Has been a rebounding machine all year. Has been a rebounding machine her entire career at Southeastern. And I'm happy for Natalie Kelly because of where she came from. She goes to Auburn, out of Albany, obviously transfers back. Battles uh, through a lot of adversity. Um, The fact that she only had three rebounds in the championship is crazy. That's a season low, I think. Nope. She had uh, three twice, and she had two on January 7th. Um, But it's the lowest she's had in quite a while. She had six rebounds, and then there was – she scored three points. She scored on a free throw, but there was a hook shot that she made that was big because, you know, we don't get a ton of offensive production from Natalie. She scored in double figures just twice this year. But to have that shot go in, a little hook shot there, that felt big. And um how many blocks did she have? Because man, it over the over the tournament, she only had one. Felt like she had way more. Um how many steals did she have? Only had one steal. Felt like she had more. Um Natalie Kelly, first team all defense in my book. And um a huge contribution. And she's gonna be important because these mid-majors, when they get into the tournament, the big problem is the size inside. Well, you know what we've got in Natalie Kelly? We've got size inside, and we've got a player who has played at the highest level in the SEC. That's gonna be big time wherever we go in the tournament. And who knows, maybe we'll uh we'll get a breakout offensive game from Natalie. And finally. Our last player. It's time to build the statue, everybody. Haley Giertano, game winner in the semifinals. Six huge points in clutch in uh, crunch time in the semifinals. Shoots ten of twenty-six in the tournament. Scores twelve in the semis, fifteen in the game in the championship. Eight rebounds in the championship, six rebounds in the semifinals. Four assists in the semifinals, three assists in the championship. Hometown kid who she's, let me see how many points she's got for a career now. Going to probably be top 10 in scoring in her career by the time it's all said and done. She is currently just a little under 150 points away for 1,000 in her career. But she's a hometown kid who punched our ticket to the championship, first team all-conference, and wins tournament MVP. A kid from five minutes down the road. What more could you want in a legend for this program than Haley Giartano? Just someone that I think you can look at as – because, like I said, you know there haven't been a, a, a lot of good teams. And so there haven't been a lot of players that you look at and you say, okay, yeah, they're a legend here. But this team is winning. So to get into the top 15, she'll need 1,088 points. How many does Alexis Horn have right now? Because I assume she'll have. Uh, she'll be close to that. Let's see real quick, really quick, because I know that we're uh kind of getting off topic here. Right now for Alexis Horn's career, she has only seven hundred. She scored uh two thirty seven as a freshman, hundred and fourteen in a shortened season. Or uh, actually, no, she was out for the shortened season. So she came back last year. So that's why. She has one less season. Uh, But anyway, back to what I was saying. You know, Haley is from here. And she was our top scorer all year getting here. And uh, so if you're looking for a legend in this program, where else do you have to look? I think that she is a poster child for this program moving forward and into the future, and no matter what happens this year, she has one more year to go. So, again, wanted to give a shout-out to everybody on the team and to everybody who contributed to this win, and um, just thank y'all. Thank you, uh, Southeastern Women's Basketball. Like I said, you don't get – Many of these, at any school, especially mid-majors, to go to the tournament. It's been 18 years since either team has gone to the tournament, and we're going. And um, I'm so excited. Selection Sunday. What time is Selection Sunday? You could just Google it, or you could hear me type and find out. 5? Um, no. 7 o'clock on ESPN. The men is at five, I think, uh, on Sunday. So we'll see where we're going. Hopefully, we don't get the play-in game. Hopefully, we just get to go straight uh, straight to the big dance right now. Like I said, Bracketology's got us in a play-in game. Hopefully, we did enough in the tournament to get past that. So we'll see. But again, um, if you support the show, thank you so much. If you're listening, obviously, you do. So I can't thank you enough. Got to meet some awesome people who support the show this, uh, this weekend in Lake Charles and can't thank you guys enough for it. Um, truly from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. And because I don't have other teams, I don't really have professional teams that I, um, am diehards of. I, I love my teams, but Southeastern's my team. Southeastern is my school. Hammond's my home. Um, even though I'm not there, it's always going to be home. And, um, So, it means a lot to have people supporting what I'm doing. It means a lot that people think I'm making a difference. And, you know, I'm just doing something that I'm passionate about. And if you appreciate it, thank you. So, with that being said, let's go dancing. Let's go win some tournament games. And if we're not, it's like Jay Ladner said, if we're not in this to win national championships, what are we doing? Let's go win a national championship. We're in... Only 68 teams get to go. We already won one tournament. Let's go win another, huh? I'll see you on Tuesday. It's lying up over everything. This is the State of Southeastern.